With the Baker's Plus card, it's easy to get lower than low prices. For the win! Earn fuel points on every purchase and save up to a dollar a gallon at the pump. The Baker's Plus card. All you do is win. Big, big savings. Sign up now at bakersplus.com and start saving. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Savings may vary by state. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on your favorites with the buy five or more, save a dollar each sale. Simply buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with your card. Baker's. Fresh for everyone. Justin McAwee. Because I was on campus and I had to appear like I was one of the cool kids, I would put the Star Wars book inside one of my textbooks so it looked like I was just studying for class. <laughs> All right, look, there's only one return, okay? And it ain't of the king, it's of the Jedi. Vincent Francis Jankowitz of Ford. I'm a glorified fact checker. Last I checked, the most runs in a game wins. Actually, I am a fact checker. And Greg Probst. If you look at most Bond fans movie rankings, they have Casino Royale and Majesties in their top two. For me, these actually rank in the bottom part of my list. I mean, I love them, but they don't compare to Diamond Club Forever. No, stop getting Bond wrong! Hello, everybody. We're back. Episode 77 of Baseball, whatever. Justin's here. Vinny's here. Greg is... Taking care of his newborn son. Uh, I was right, Vinny. It's it's James Daniel, not James Daniels. Oh, now now I can't hear Vinny. That's not a good sign. Not a good start to the episode. But anyway, uh, we are here, episode seventy-seven. We are going to talk baseball, free agency. We're going to talk Bears football and Justin Fields, and we are going to talk our top five Seinfeld episodes of all time. Thank you to everybody that wrote in. We got a lot of people on Twitter that wrote in. A lot of people on Facebook that wrote in. Uh, so we are excited to get things underway. Uh, yeah, first off, thank you again to Belly Up Sports. They are the podcast network that we are assigned to under contract with. They are the ones that keep the lights on on StreamYard, so we can continue to stream online, both to YouTube and Twitch. You can find us in a variety, variety. Oh boy, you can find us on a variety of ways. First off, you can find us at YouTube.com/slash/baseball. Whatever, make sure you go there, like, share, subscribe, all that good stuff. You can find us on Twitter at Baseball and What for whatever remains of Twitter. We'll see. I don't know how much longer that'll be up. We'll have to maybe navigate somewhere else there. You can find us on Instagram at Baseball and Whatever. That might be getting a lot more usage in the near future. Uh, you can email the show, baseballandwhatever at gmail.com. Listen to us on your podcast apps of choice. We are on all of them. If you're on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. That would really help the show out. Find other people to listen to it. That would be awesome. And lastly, you can text into the show or leave us a voicemail at 1-913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-FART. All right. There it is. Vinny's back. All right. Vinny, how you doing? Good. I don't know what happened. That was weird. I, I, I turned off my mic. Oh. That was my fault. So. That's all right. But I, okay. I, did, I did say uh, that, yeah, Greg gave us a talking to about the, the Daniels. Yes. He said if, I think it, he said it if wasn't he named after an average, average lineman offensive lineman. Bears. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, we're going to be talking uh, Seinfeld episodes because we are obviously big Seinfeld fans. If you like The Office, we did our show on the top five Office episodes last week. Uh, but before we get going, we always like to kick off the show ranking, uh, or not ranking, trying to find athletes in Chicago that wore the same number as the episode we're on. We're on episode 77. This is getting progressively tougher 
But Vinny did say there are two bulls that wore the number seventy-seven. We got a, we got. I think we ha- we have seventy-sevens uh, across every franchise really? in Chicago right now. Yep. Okay. I I can't think of any Vinny. Okay. Well, this guy played for the Cubs this year. He hmm. came from New York. Okay. He changed his name. Oh, Clint Frazier. But I don't Jackson know what Frazier. Jackson. Clint was his his middle name. Is that how that worked? I have no idea. I just remember seeing Jackson Frazier pop up. I'm like, who's this guy? Yeah. yeah, yeah. That's um. I mean, I guess you know. Hey, go by what you want to go by. But yeah, that was yeah. That was a, a unique one. That's for sure. Yeah, and he changed his name after he got sent down. Yes, I think. So maybe and maybe I, that it was, was like that a, was a whole really weird yeah thing i feel like there's more to that story there, that there had to have been that's that's kind of what got I'm leaked too. that's what i'm thinking but too. that was the only one for the cubs moving okay. on to the white Sox. do you have uh, anybody luis roberts no. uh eloy jimenez no he's 74 i have no idea it is yomer sanchez in 2014 do you remember yomer sanchez Second- baseman maybe yes yep he wore like uh uh, rex well it wasn't really rex specs but he had like glasses that he wore yeah i know okay i know what you're talking about and will omen oh ex-cup pitcher too yes i think right former cub yeah Yeah. that's right that's right um that was it for the white Sox. uh moving on to the bears there was only one player who wore it for the bears that number is retired. Is it retired by somebody that I'll actually know or no? His old, old guy. Old, old guy. So, no, I do not know then. <laughs> Harold Edward Grange. Red Grange? Red Grange. Now, see, now that I know. Red Grange. The I Galloping know. Ghost? Yes, the Galloping Ghost. The Wheaton ghost. Iceman. I'd oh. never heard of that nickname before. No, the, is he from Wheaton, Illinois? No, um, that's the only Wheaton I know. He went, yeah, he went to high school in Wheaton. Okay, I was gonna so, say he he was born in Forksville, Pennsylvania. So I'm like, I don't, I don't know. Yeah, didn't know how they would make that connection, but yeah, he uh, went to Wheaton High School. Okay, fair enough. So, gotcha. All right, moving on to the Bulls. Do you have yeah, this? Is do you know? I immediately wanted to scream out Robert Parrish, but I believe he wore double zero. I don't think he wore 77. Yeah, so I know that that's was wrong. Not, not Robert Parrish. Okay. Vladimir Rab- Rabnanovich in 2013? No, that was not. Well, actually, the Bulls would have been decent. No. No, wait. Would they have been? That would have been Derek Rose years, right? They would have probably been decent then. Yeah. He maybe yeah, I remember I him. No, I don't remember him either, though. Oh, oh. Uh, I remember him a little bit, or okay. the name sounds familiar. And then Joffrey Laverne. Laverne. No. Laverne. Laverne. No, that doesn't ring a bell at 2017 all. 2017 French guy. <laughs> no, I yeah, can't played, say. Played one year with the Bulls. Uh, I think he might have come over in the um, – oh, who did they trade to? I can't even think. Uh, campaign? Oh, and, God, campaign! Um, that was a dark era. Oh, who was the other? Who was the uh, the the collegiate player who was a good shooter, white guy, 
I think he played Ford. Oh, oh his dad uh, was a coach. Doug, I can't think of the Doug guy, McDermott? but he was, no, not Doug. Doug. Uh, yeah, I think it was, was it McDermott him? and Payne went uh, to. Is that in 2017? Twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen is the uh, is when he split between OKC and Chicago. So okay. I don't know if that's uh, yeah, if that's when the trade happened, but it might have okay. been. So could um, be, yeah, could be. I want to say Doug McDermott is still in the league. I think somewhere I thought is he? Where I saw his name pop up somewhere, but. Okay, I'm I'm a I am I'm like 99 percent sure that's the year. I just pulled up the roster from OKC that year, and Campaign is on there, and so is Doug McDermott. So he came over go. in the trade uh, for for those two guys. I say, didn't they call? Uh, was he Dougie Buckets or was that Jimmy Buckets? Yeah, I think so. Dougie. Okay. I I have I no know. idea what his college know. nickname was. Okay. Uh, yeah. That okay. Now him, I do remember. Uh, anybody else? That is it. Those two guys, and okay. now it's on to the Blackhawks, which my hockey reference page is Not failing loading. me. Okay, we're Uh-oh. we're back in business here. Okay, what all we right. Got? We got two guys. You should get one of them. All right, is one of them a defenseman? Uh, no, one of them's a center. Seventy-seven. Oh, uh, Kirby. Not Kirby Doc. Kirby Doc. Yeah. Yep. Now he's a current Montreal Canadian. Oh, is he? He got. They traded him. Yeah, they gave up on him. Was that the beginning the, in the off season? Yes, that's correct. right. They traded him for draft picks, right? Yep, you are correct. Yeah, they got a bad haul, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. As usual. And this guy played one year with the Hawks in 1999. Oh God! Um, what position was he? Seventy bench warmer. No, a defenseman. Uh, was that Paul Defe- Coffey? Oh, this guy's Paul a Coffey? Hall of Famer. Paul Coffey. Yeah, there we go. He was good. He wasn't very good with the Hawks from what I remember. But... I, was, I was assuming so. He only played one year, yeah, <laughs> one he, year with the Hawks. The Hawks in the 90s were notorious, or especially the late 90s. Was it late 90s, I'm guessing? Yeah, 99. Okay, the, around that time, they were notorious for they would pick up guys that had like Hall of Fame careers but were clearly – way over the hill and probably shouldn't yeah. be playing anymore. But the Hawks were like, hey, here's a here's a couple million. Come play for us to bring in fans. And that's all they did. So. I feel like every Chicago franchise does that at some point. I mean, the White Sox yes. did it getting Griffey and Jimmy Rollins. Yep. And, yeah, it was, yep. yeah. The, the, that's the Chicago the Cubs way. have done it too. Yeah. So it's just, I think it's just just a Chicago staple, right, to get these, these guys <laughs> that are. how you know you're watching the Chicago sports team. If there's not right. some uh, – over the hill future Hall of Famer that doesn't yeah any that guy was really good like ten years ago <laughs> yeah oh man let's get him now right <laughs> that's it for seventy sevens in Chicago sports history all right I did better than I thought I would on that one I'm not you did lie. I was did. impressed um all right well uh we have no comments no listener emails or write-ins this week uh Vinny you got any hot takes this week did you ever get around to finishing uh What's it There's called? still uh, another. I think next next week's its last episode. Last There's okay. 12, episode. 12 episodes. I did not watch this week's. I've been busy with work, but um, yeah, I don't have any more takes on that. Okay, and, no more takes. I don't. Yeah. Have, I this week has been too exhausting. I have. I have no. I don't have the energy for a hot take this week. I'll be honest. Um. All right. So 
Let's uh, real quick read our sponsor here. We'd like to thank our partner in the clutch uh, for joining us on baseball and whatever in the clutch is your awesome sports apparel company that is known for their licensed MLB Negro league and MLS apparel, along with great shirts to rep your favorite retro hockey, baseball, and football teams. Even better head to in the clutch.com right now. And at checkout use promo code baseball and what to get 10% off your order. So if you're getting ready to do your black Friday shopping and you want to buy a cool sports uh, athletic shirt or athletic wear, Head to InTheClutch.com, use baseball and whatever at checkout, and you will get 10% off your order. Thanks again to the folks over at In The Clutch. All right, let's get to the baseball talk. Baseball. Welcome back to Major League Baseball. Sort of. Taking a look at Chicago's two favorite teams and other happenings around the MLB. All right, so like we talked about last week in the offseason, we're going to take one position and kind of see where each team is with that. So, Vinny, tell us, what position are we taking this week for our Chicago sports teams? We'll look at uh, the first baseman. All um, right, first base. C- first base. Cubs need a first baseman. Um, currently don't really have anybody that could go with Matt Mervis in, in-house, but um really shouldn't just rely on that that just screams like uh rolling with patrick wisdom and frank schwindel yeah we don't want to we don't need to do that again um so we can look at uh free agents we'll start with the cubs this week since the needs there there's not really much the the white Sox can i mean they can get a first baseman but they already have multiple guys that could probably play first base on their roster unless they trade one of them uh andrew vaughn or gavin sheets have both been linked to playing there unless they bring jose or bray you back then at that point they should probably trade one of the other two guys mentioned so right we'll just leave the white Sox off for now because that's not really a need uh um, no because no. i mean either yeah the only person i think that makes sense to sign is jose bray um but um yeah so for the cubs uh guys out there right now um brandon belt jose abreu josh bell miguel sano or is it sano i think it's miguel san sano 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 okay yeah uh carlos santana uh trey mancini uh oh man i would love to see trey mancini here but that would mess up matt mervis i'm not gonna lie so uliski guriel how do you pronounce Uh, that yes guriel is that uh, Guriel. Yuri Guriel's brother? Okay. Um, Greg Bird, Ronald Guzman, Jesus Aguilar, Mike Ford. Uh, that That's it. The other, I don't recognize anybody else. Guy no. from Minnesota, T- Tomas Talis. Talis oh, and is, that Chris... Rowdy, is that Rowdy Talis? Oh, oh, is that... It says Minnesota. Oh, then no, that's not him then. From Minnesota, yeah. Maybe it's his brother. I don't know. Maybe. And then Chris Marrero, which doesn't ring a bell either. So I think the the youngest Mm. of the bunch here is Ronald Guzman from Mm -hmm. New York Yankees. Bats left. Uh, And Miguel Sano Sano is Mm -hmm. uh, 29 and a half, so he'll be – He'll be thirty when he season starts, but it's all a bunch of thirty-year-olds. Um, yeah, I, I mean, uh, the smart money would be on Abreu because of his age, his ability, and he fits in perfectly with platooning with Matt Mervis. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in terms of stat-wise, man, I would love to see Trey Mancini at first base, but that definitely messes up your uh, pipeline projections with you know matt mervis so i don't i don't Not know really he, you don't he think bats so? he bats right so yes 
you would That's still true. get it. You could still split there if you wanted to. Him, you know, him being thirty, he spot track has him as his market value is eighteen million. He's the most expensive of the bunch. Um, so I, I again, I like Jose Abreu. I yeah. know, um, you know his uh, savant splits. If you just look at what they're the just the basic measure metrics, he's in the uh, top of you know the top ninetieth percentile. And let me pull it up real quickly here. Um, but he's in the 90th percentile in a lot of the hitting categories. So, mm-hmm. I, you know, his slash line wasn't good last year. Um, you know, it, it was, it wasn't bad. Um, he had an OPS of 824, 304, 378, 446. So, I mean, he wasn't, I mean, it was still really good. Uh, right. His average exit velocity, 93 percentile. Max ex- exit velocity, 89th percentile. Hard hit percentage, 97th percentile. Weighted on base percentage, 96th percentile. I mean, the guy wow. still hits the ball really well. His defense isn't that good, and it's probably not going to get any better at age 35. But right. with the DH, you can still hit. Uh, he, you know, he can still hit. On, on the days that he's not playing first base, if you you know if you really right. want him to, and he hits Wrigley Field really well. That's I don't the have the splits really up nice for. Thing. Yeah, I mean he, I, I, I it's it's ridiculous numbers uh, that he's got at Wrigley, but yeah he's he's been very good. Um, you know his market value right now is about thirteen million, twelve million, twelve point seven million. So. He's the third least of the bunch on market values listed. So he's 35 years old. He's one of the older free agents. He's, what, the third oldest first baseman out there. But if you can get him for two, three-year deal maybe, mm-hmm. you know, with that third year being, you know, an easier out for them to, you know, to get out of that contract, um, I, I, I think it's a good bridge candidate for – Matt Mervis, um, mm-hmm. you know, you can, you can play the splits with the, the right left. Um, so yeah, I, he's my choice there. Um, like I said, he's still hitting the ball very well yeah. they need offense and they need somebody hitting the ball, making good contact. And his numbers are fantastic in Wrigley. Really wish I knew how to look up, uh, player stats oh, by ballpark. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so He's my choice. I don't know if you have somebody that you no. Like I mean, just... I I'll be honest. I think I, it just makes the most sense. Like he clearly enjoys being in Chicago as as long as he kept resigning with the White Sox. That is a good fit. You just got to go what seven eight miles north to the Wrigley yep. Wrigleyville. In terms of age, you know, he's not going to be coming in looking for an extended contract. He's probably going to be looking for a shorter-term deal, which lines up perfectly with Matt Mervis's projection. If Matt Mervis is the guy down the road, I mean, he still has to come to the big leagues and do what he's doing in, in the minors. Um, so that fits. The fact that, like you said, the splits where you could have Mervis, you know, take on uh, uh, lefties, right? And then you – no, I'm sorry, yep. righties? Lefties, no, righties. Righties. You could have Jose Abreu hit – lefties and then also dh on the days that matt mervis like you said is 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 at first it just makes the most sense for a competitive team that is also continuing to try and launch their prospects uh to the next level so i mean i am all in on that and i know there's there's been 
not leaks, but things of you know that nature saying that this is kind of where the Cubs are going. So we'll just kind of have to wait and see. I'm kind of bummed that nothing really big has happened quite yet. But um, it's still early. It's still early. I mean, <laughs> what, what is it? Free the agency started just like what this this last Thursday, Thursday last or, Friday, or, something Thursday. like that. Yeah, and plus uh, you still got yeah. guys that have they're waiting to be non-tendered, right. like Cody Bellinger. Yes. So. Uh, yeah, I yeah mean, there's like, still a lot yeah. to go on. There's a lot. You got the, was it the GM meetings in December? The first week of December usually happen. Is that in Florida, I want to say? Um, yeah. You know, so so that'll be a big deal. Um, no, I'm, 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 I'm excited to see what happens. It's, I have, I have a level of Cubs optimism that I have not had for many, many years. So I am. Oh, that's shocking. I know. So watch it all crumble in front of me this season. It probably will. It probably will. It probably will. Um, do you, I don't know, I don't know if we want to talk about it, but, um, the Cubs did make a trade this week, uh, for a super utility guy that's kind of, um, how would you describe him? Not super, I, first of all, they acquired his name, super utility guy, Miles Master Bueno, Bueni? Master Bueni from the Tampa Bay Rays in exchange for right-handed pitcher Alfredo Zaraga. Mastro Brainy, man, I am butchering this guy's last name. Mastro Buani, Buani, Buani. Okay, he is a career two eighty six, three sixty seven, and three ninety five hitter in six minor league seasons. He made his debut in twenty twenty two, and I believe he's like twenty six or twenty seven. He's twenty six right now. Okay. So yeah, so he he's been added. Yeah, he's been added. Uh, he played eighty games last season, um, at four different positions in the minors. Shortstop, eighty-one games. Right field, ninety-four games. Left field, one hundred and ten. And second base, two forty-seven. His natural position is middle of the infield, but uh, he's kind of gone all over the place. He did have a breakout season last year at Triple A Durham. He slashed three hundred, three seventy-seven, and four sixty-nine with sixteen homers, sixty-four RBIs, and twenty-three stolen bases. With a weighted runs created plus of one twenty six, nice. um, yeah, I don't know. Like, I feel like um, he could be a late bloomer. Maybe you know, I'm not talking Patrick Wisdom and Frank Schwindel levels of power or oh, Frank tap- Schwindel's. Yeah, <laughs> yes, but but another one of those guys where. 27 26 almost 28 whatever in that upper 20s range you know never really got a chance in the pros and now he's maybe gonna be decent you know decent guy off the bench if he can put it together so i was i was kind of surprised um the guy they did give up give up alfredo zaraga he's 21 he pitched uh in low a myrtle beach and high a south bend for the cubs last season he had a 193 era against those low a and high a um opponents so then he was on the 60-day injured list after that. So, um, I don't know. I mean, he looks like he had some good talent there in, in low A and in high A. But, again, that is so far removed from AAA and the MLB at this yep. point. This guy is more of a – I don't want to say a sure thing because uh, he's definitely not a sure thing. But, um, yeah. No, I, but I, he's I, he's more MLB ready. Yes. And, and I think he so. can come in and, and fit a need that they might have right off the bat of being a utility guy that when – well, I guess Nick Madrigal might be a utility guy this season too, but I don't know how that would work. Um, well, but, they had McKinstry too yes. last year. So, yeah, so yeah. Th- he he'll definitely fit a need, and and you know, they, they did something. Tampa Tampa needed to move guys around, so I I totally get why the Cubs did it. So yeah, but, uh, yeah. So yeah. it'll be interesting. Yeah, I saw uh, rumors that he might be 
the backup option if they don't get a center fielder um, mm-hmm. to, to platoon with Morell out there. So yeah. we'll see about that. Um, we'll yeah, see. I don't. Yeah, uh... there's still a lot to. <laughs> to go on for the the off season. Yeah, the the only other thing really with the Cubs that I keep seeing is just how it seems like there's a lot of you know um, Chicago beat writers and things saying they keep seeing links to both Carlos Correa for the Cubs and Cody Benger ben, Benger Bellinger uh, to play center field if he gets not tenured, tenured by the Dodgers. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I mean, other than that, I also saw a thing that uh, Senga was being kind of uh, um, being looked at by the Giants. So there's some competition there for the Cubs. We'll see how that goes. But I guess really it's just a matter of waiting for more to, to come down the pipeline. We'll see what happens. Yep. Yeah, I saw that too with uh, Correa. I, mm-hmm. He's been linked heavily with the Cubs. Yeah. Um, and I think, uh, who's it, Savada Sharma. uh mm-hmm with the uh the athletic he had they had like a round table mm-hmm. discussion on marquee i don't know if you saw that i saw a little bit but of it he, yeah he he was saying that that's uh that he's not expecting a lot of big contracts signed uh this offseason like cody bellinger got for these guys that are around 30 years old so mm-hmm. um and he was i think he also said he was expecting the cubs to be to get carlos correa um, okay I can't I can't imagine if he went that far to say that but um I know he was which puts the Cubs in play for a lot of the guys if if teams aren't willing to to go in and uh give out these big long year contracts that's not what the Cubs wanted to do last year that was evident um and it's probably their MO going forward so that plays well into their hand um on yeah. trying to get a, a one of the premier shortstops so it does I'll um yeah, I'll be curious to see what happens. I think, uh, I don't know, more excitement is coming down the way. It's just a matter of uh, when, you know, things start happening and we'll see. I feel like once one thing kind of gets going, then everything, all the other dominoes fall into play, especially when the big names like, you know, Correa and Trey Turner and Bogarts and Dansby Swanson and all those guys, once they start signing, then I think it'll be a fire sale for uh, signings at that point, so exactly all right uh should we jump over to the bears game do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Yes. All right, let's do it. Manures of the Midway. <laughs> where the guys talk the pile of horse crap that is the Chicago Bears. I mean, when you consider the other choices, manure is actually pretty refreshing. <laughs> All right, we are now moving on to our... Gosh, I feel like this is just becoming the Justin Fields is Incredible segment, and this week was no different. Uh, I still couldn't believe that they lost to the Lions. I almost said the tigers they lost to the lions wrong sport uh 
they lost to the Lions in but it was such an exciting game to watch. It was it was just back and forth and you know the the defense still really can't do anything, but the offense was just incredible. Some of those runs that Justin Fields was doing, I think like even the first play of the game, he he just took it and ran like a good 10-15 yards. It was incredible. Yep. Um I don't know what was what was your takeaway from the from the Bears? I'm going to pull up some quotes from the beat writers that I have to uh, that I have a problem with while you're while you're sharing that. Go ahead. Oh, good. Um, no, I I I have a whole page of notes here. Uh, oh to boy. Go over. All right, let's let's get into it. Um, okay, so Justin Fields, he's getting better. Um, just something I noticed during the game, he's keeping his eyes downfield more. Mm-hmm. There was a play where the the pocket collapsed uh, on the sides, and he actually stepped up into what was a makeshift pocket because the the line had just crumbled, but he found a, a hole there and he was able to keep his eyes downfield and hit St. Brown for a first down. That was great to see. Um, so things are getting better, although people still want to say that he's just a running back, which is just yeah. ridiculous. Uh, um, you know, uh, was it a prior drive? He ran out, uh, you know, he's making better decisions too on, I, I feel like, when he needs to throw and when he needs to pass, you know, prior drive, he had a rollout and he kept it. It was like a two yard. He could have maybe have tried to hit Mooney or, you know, probably a couple weeks ago, maybe he tries to hit a, you know, a, a home run ball. I don't know if someone was going, I c- couldn't tell from the, the camera angle if someone had gone down the line and was open or he'd try for that, but he just ran for the first down. It was two yards. It was a third down play. He ran for the first down to keep the drive alive. That was good to see. So yeah, I feel like his decision downfield are getting better week to week you see that it is evident evident if you're watching the game but um how about Cole Komet oh my gosh he's incredible the the past couple weeks they've been getting him involved even more I mean he's really starting to flash these past couple weeks um and it and that Cole Komet just proves that it takes time in the NFL to develop into something you know he's been when he gets the ball in his hands and he he can get you know ahead of steam, he's bulldozing over guys. That's oh my great God. to see he, from it's, from it's him. Incredible. And you know he's got what the most touchdowns I think in the a three week span out of yeah, NFL tight ends. I want to say he's got like five touchdowns in the last handful of weeks, which he only had two or three in his last two seasons. So like he's doubled yep. his total. I mean that that uh, that touchdown pass that Fields had to him earlier in the game where I don't know if there was a breakdown in coverage on the Lions part but he was just wide open and as soon as I saw him kind of like kind of have to turn back to catch it I'm like oh he's gonna mess this up and he didn't so to his credit no. he looks like a legit tight end and a legit receiver out there it's it's crazy to me I just I yep. can't believe it can't believe it and, and i was wrong about cole Komet because i you know after what two years i was like oh yeah it, maybe he's not going to be a productive he just add him to the list of bum tight ends that the chicago bears had have run through the, the franchise but he's starting to flash so that's good to see if he can keep that up um fields his first touchdown run when uh the the play broke down he it looked like he had mooney open for mm-hmm. like a split second but I know our our favorite everybody's favorite beat reporter Dan Weeder oh, was like, oh, God. he he, you know, Mooney was open on that. But if you looked at it, the cornerback was sitting underneath that route, and he could have if he would have thrown that ball, he would have just jumped the route, either intercepted and taken it to the house, or you know, probably tackled Mooney, or Mooney would have dropped it. It it just it was the right play to not 
pull the trigger on that. Again, his decision making is getting better. Yes. Um, and man, he knocks knocked the guy out. That was pretty awesome to see from a quarterback knocking yeah. a guy out of the game. Um, wow. It was it was just yeah. insane. Yeah, absolutely insane. Yeah, and the Bears are really gonna miss Khalil Herbert. Yes, um, that's gonna be a him huge going loss. on. They are. He's running great that game, and I I don't know where they're gonna get that production. I know it's been floated out this week by it looked like just you know bloggers and people on Twitter that Valus Jones maybe could get mm-hmm. that Cordell Patterson type yes, role where he's I heard that too. getting handoff. Uh, I know Greg's probably if he's gonna be listening to this later will be screaming. I know Greg does not like Valus Jones, uh, <laughs> but. Velas Jones, I don't know. The couple times I've seen him when he's not dropping muffing punts, if you yes. you know you don't have to put him back out there on the the punt return duty, but get the ball in his hands. If uh, you know handing it off, you know maybe he, he's fast and he he looks like he can be elusive enough to be a running back, but you know or a gadget type out of the backfield. But you got to get a find a way to get this guy. I mean, he's third round rookie uh, this year, so. At this point, the way the season's going, why not just yeah. see if it works? Um, right. Get him out there. I'd rather see him out there than Dante Pettis, um, to be honest. Yeah, I think you're right. Um, that pick six was that was bad. That was rough. Um, that was rough. That was, you're right. That was a rough one. It wasn't good, um, but that was a smart play by the Lions defender. Instead of because it was a it was a screen pass to Komet. But he didn't bite on it. It was Hutchinson on the the defensive end. He st- he kind of stepped towards Field and then dropped back, and that's what I think threw Fields off. He had a he tried to lob it too much, and then that's when he overthrew Komet, and then the Lions uh, defender took it to the house. Um, but you know, people, you know, again, Dan Weeder wanted to. Yeah, he was probably just salivating when Fields threw that pick six, but. It was great to see the the way he responded to that with that long touchdown run, which technically negated it. I I don't put this law. I know people say, well, Justin Fields lost this game because he threw a pick six, but he responded with a touchdown. The defense gave up fourteen points in the second or in the fourth quarter alone for the the Lions to win that game and to put it on Fields because he threw a pick six when he then turned around and answered it with a spectacular run is just unfair it doesn't make any sense whatsoever um and then let's see here uh jack sanborn how about that guy yeah uh former badger right yeah 12 tackles two sacks in the game uh almost had a uh interception which got got overturned for a uh a really really bad uh, pass pass interference uh, with the hands to the face, which didn't look like hands to the no, face, but we no. won't go there again with the refs. Uh, we already did that last we, week. We've so. done that enough this season. Yep. Um, but yeah, the, the defense is bad right now. I guess Sanborn and, you know, I, he's something to to watch to see if he can kind of improve on that. I yeah. mean, filling in for Roquan, he's now going to be the starter going forward. The, that was his first start, second game um, played because they just let go of the guy that got, back in the Roquan Smith trade. Yeah, I saw that. He's already gone. Yeah, they cut him. So, um, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what he can do going forward. Um, And and I know a lot of people were talking about, well, you know, the fourth quarter, they they only had, I don't know, was it like 
a reception and six yards or something mm-hmm. like that on on the the final drive and it wasn't good when the bears needed to pass they couldn't pass well the problem is it's not justin fields which people try to make it sound like it's just the offense as a whole once they become one-dimensional it's yeah. really easy you know they just pin pin their ears back on defense and just just blitz and can easily get to him. They got to Justin Fields on the last drive, two sacks on the final two plays, and it was five guys rushing. It wasn't anything. They didn't bring, you know, seven guys or anything like that. It was just five guys, and the Bears just couldn't do anything. The wide receivers couldn't get open. The line couldn't block, and the offense is very dangerous when they have that that ability to run or that illusion to run because they're a very good running team yes but once they become one-dimensional it becomes very easy and the deficiencies on offense are just magnified Mm -hmm. and it has nothing to do with justin fields's ability to throw absolutely none although people try to play that narrative which is just ridiculous and it's just a simplistic view of this team uh, first off, uh, glucose joins the chat. He says, ah, oh, I missed the baseball talk. Huh? Yeah. No, unfortunately, it's pretty it's, quick. It's going to be kind of slim pickings. You can always, you know, go back and listen afterwards. We talk a little bit about the Cubs and the white Sox first base prospects for this, uh, off season. But, uh, okay. So Vinny, I went ahead and pulled this up. I saw, I was watching this video while I was running on the treadmill. It was, um, Oh, it was Danny Parkins on the score, kind of reading the riot act to some of the beat writers. So I pulled what he, uh, who he singled out, and I just gotta say, I I don't always agree with Danny Parkins on Chicago Sports Radio, but um, spot on in this point. So okay, he said David Haw. If you're not familiar with Chicago, David Haw is a uh, radio morning host out here. He also used to write for the Sun Times, I think. Tribune, Tribune, maybe it's Tribune. I think it's Tribune. Um, and he said, at some point, and I'm paraphrasing here, uh, they need to gain experience winning. They can't keep losing. Do, do they? Do Does he know the team they have this season? Does he know right. the goal of this season? Does he know what's hopefully coming next season? Like, that just seems like such a stupid, that whole you can't learn to win unless you learn to win. Like, that doesn't, It it's like a self-fulfilling prophecy. It doesn't make any sense to me. I don't know about you, but... I, we talked about that earlier in the year. Listen, yeah. for me, winning is icing on the cake. We want to see the offense progress. That's what they're doing. Obviously, losing, these guys want to win. And yeah. that kind of goes back to that whole Green Bay thing where Justin Fields was talking about. They're the guys putting in the hours. And it, that's exactly right. You know, I had no problem no, with whatever you said. And that, right. this is exactly the point. Whereas fans like – they lose to the Lions, and it's like, okay, well, now they have a better draft position. Like that's, you know, that's kind of the goal. Like the the the, the ice, you know, the icing on the cake is just them maybe getting some good wins here and there, and you know, but still seeing that progression from the offense. That's that's the main goal, right? You want right. to see Justin Fields progress and start getting comfortable as an NFL quarterback. Um, so yeah, it, it's. You don't want them to lose out. I think that would be kind of it's kind of depressing, you know, that's going to yeah. really dampen the locker room. They they should pepper in a win here and there. It would be nice, but um yeah, it as a fan, it doesn't matter. 
as a player, it probably matters a little bit more, but I guess that's where Matt, uh, Matt Eberflus is going to earn his paycheck is by keeping that locker room and those players playing hard throughout the rest of the year. Um, even if they aren't winning. Yeah, I, I think you nailed it. So, okay. So that was David Haw, uh, Patrick Finley of the Chicago sun times, you know, I'm again, paraphrasing said something along the lines of, you can't even mention that the bears need to win without bears, Twitter getting all over you and, and, being upset with you yes again just like you just said this season is not about winning i I don't understand what these writers are looking for and then lastly dan who you mentioned earlier of the uh tribune he's he's awful he is a i was so i was so glad dan bernstein on the score was giving it to him uh he said and i wrote this down they need to show they can be successful winning through the air in games that are late. Okay, okay, but that's not the goal right now. The goal is for progress for the offense. Yep. Next year, if they're not winning games late, then yes, that should be the goal. But you can't. You have to learn to crawl before you can walk. The the Bears are still crawling right now. This is the crawling phase. Next year. You know, as things progress, then yes, then we can move on to worrying about these other things. But they're not there yet, and and that yep. was like we've like you said we've known that since the beginning of the season. So I don't know what the why this narrative is trying to change. It's like you know what, let's enjoy this really cool thing that um, I want to say it was Paul Charchian who runs is it Guillotine League, Guillotine Fantasy Football Leagues up in Minnesota. He was on the radio this morning talking about how, for the first time like ever, a Bears quarterback is ranked number one in fantasy quarterback uh, pickups this year, this season, this week, whatever, yep. you know, or highest, highest points per game projected. When was the last time that happened for a Bears quarterback? At, never? Oh, Jake, well, at Jake number Cutler. one. Cutler during that, that one year with Trestman, um, when they yeah. had like the top ranked offer for that season was, with that Trestman, it, yeah. yeah. And I mean, he probably he. I don't even think he was the number one ranked quarterback because that was the year Peyton Manning went off with uh, right. Denver. With the so, tacos, yeah, um, yeah, uh, never would be the probably correct answer. <laughs> so yeah, I just I don't know. Like I'm I'm very pessimistic usually, but I feel like even as a fan going in, like I said, we knew this season was going to be awful because of the way the salary cap was lined up they have like the third most dead cap in the entire league so your your roster pickings are very slim your talent is slim and Justin Fields is still like making a you know making a mountain out of a molehill I don't know whatever other analogy I can give you there but um yeah I I don't chicken salad from chicken shit there you go that's the one I was looking for couldn't I couldn't Uh, um, but yeah that's I just it's frustrating as hell it is, and everybody that – it's ridiculous that, well, he needs to throw for X amount of yards. That's just yeah. – that's ludicrous. I mean, you got to look – he's he's doing more than just throwing, and they're calling a lot more runs and design runs for him. For a quarterback, you really should be looking at total yards. Yes. His rushing and his passing combined because that's yards he's creating – and for for the past, if you go back to the you know the past four weeks, he's averaging two hundred and seventy one yards total offense just mm-hmm. through him alone, which yeah. is great. And they're a run first team, so 
I, I, you know, people that are saying he needs to hit, you know, so-and-so mark, he needs to be a 300-yard passer. Well, he's doing more than just throwing for 300, you know, he's doing he more than just best, throwing. He doesn't have the best wide receivers to surround him either. I mean. No, and, that, you know, that's another thing is Claypool's um, usage was down, but they kind of addressed that. Uh, today in the media where Claypool had said that the Bears route trees are very complex compared to what he was or what the Pittsburgh Steelers have their sure. wide receivers sure. run and Luke Getze said he didn't want to you know simplify the offense so Claypool can be on the field only because that's going to hurt the offense more so right. um, yeah. there's that and that's why he he is I think he was 16 plays he was out there for mm-hmm. uh, which was down like you know, 10 plays. I think he was like 26 the week yeah. before. So he was used less this past week, which everybody's concerned about. It's just, you it's know, it I is, think it's yeah. just the way it, yeah, it is what it is. Hopefully he can be out there more the rest of the season. Hopefully he can start throwing more than 20 times a game. They threw 20 times against in the Denver game. And that was another thing too. They had a 14 point lead going into the fourth quarter when everybody's like, Oh, they need to pass through the air. They were trying to run out the clock. Yeah, like right. it, that's that's what you do. It's, Generally, how you is win. it really the offense's fault? The defense let the Lions drive ninety yards, and the fact is, that, you know, in that game, their third down defense was terrible. How many third and eights were they giving up? Chunk plays. Yep. And they gave even the last drive of the game to seal it. They gave up a third and eight run. A third and eight run they gave <laughs> up. Like, you know, like, yeah. ah, it's just no, frustrating. Right. And, and I don't know if that's, you know, I, I don't think so, but that's me wearing my tinfoil hat. Maybe they're calling bad defensive plays and telling the the, the safety or the corners to play off guys so yeah. they can, you know, lose these games. Get I don't know. Pick, but, yeah. Um, yeah, the defense is just, man, they need to come up with third down stops. It's just pathetic. Um, it's it's and, not good. And, it's not good. No, and that also plays into, you know, Justin Fields having the ball in his hands. If if the defense is out there, you know, letting other teams go ninety yards down the field, that how many times is he gonna be able to touch the ball? How many times are they gonna be out there for offense? Not a lot. So you know, yeah, it's just the 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 knocks against Justin Fields aren't warranted. Uh, no. People really need to evaluate better. <laughs> Do you have a prediction for this week's game against the Atlanta Falcons? Ooh, um, I'm going to go. They're four and 30... six, by the way. What? They're four and six this season. The Falcons. Yes. I'm going to say thirty-one twenty-four Bears. Wow. A lot of Another high-scoring right. affair. Uh, I'll go. Oh boy. Are they play? Are they playing in it? In- in I Atlanta, they're playing in Atlanta. Let me check the, the Ryan Pace revenge game. Yes, it is. Yes, and it Phil is. Emery isn't Phil Phil Emery? Phil, down in? Phil, yeah, Phil Emery is there too. Yes, they just need Mark Trussman to come back from the CFL, and it would be God. a it would be a Bears East trifecta, Bears South. I don't know what you'd call that, but right. Um. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go. Let me think here. I'm gonna go thirty-one. That defense. Uh, <laughs> this could get bad very quickly. I'm going to go 31-34 Falcons. Ooh, okay. I'm going to take the Falcons. Uh, um, 
Yeah, yeah you know, know, it's funny, too, uh, how good the defense was at the beginning of the year. We were yeah. talking about, oh, they haven't made, they haven't given up a second-half touchdown. Right. And then that just all went to crap after, what, um, well, the Dallas game pretty much broke them. I know I saw some stuff on Twitter the other day that the Steelers fans – is the, no Eagles fans. I'm sorry. The Eagles fans do not really like Robert Quinn. They think oh yeah, he is, he is he's way only has one sack this year. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad. I feel like last season was an aberration, and the season before that he didn't look that good either. So I think he's returning to his mean or regressing at this point. But all right, should we get to the whatever? Sure. All right. Why not? <laughs> now it's time for whatever. 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 Whatever you want. Whatever you want. Whatever, dude, irrelevant. Whatever, dude. All right, Vinny, I'm handing it over. Take it away. All right. Welcome to whatever baseball, whatever. I got to come up with my own thing. I can't take Greg's you do. thing. Well, but... I mean, Greg's going to be out of commission for quite a while. So, I mean. I guess that's my way to honor you, Greg, I guess, you right? You can honor him that way. Uh. I don't know. I can honor him by saying stuff about James Bond that isn't true. Um, no, stop getting Bond wrong. I'm trying. I'm trying to think of something off the top of my head that I know about. Bond. Just don't even start. Uh, uh, Jaws was probably the best villain in the uh, Daniel Craig Bond movies. No, stop getting Bond wrong. Oh, 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 we do have, uh, oh, I, I did, I forgot about this in terms of the MLB. Glucose writes in the chat, the Mariners did trade for Teoscar Hernandez from the Blue Jays. That was a huge trade. Uh, I was really psyched when I saw that. I'm glad he brought that up. I completely forgot about that. Um, Mariners are not giving up. They're making another run for next season. You love to see it. So hopefully uh, Scott Service and the boys can, can get over that hump and get out of the first round. Uh, well, I guess technically they got out of the wild card round, right? But Yep. So. Get to the get to the for something. next round after that. So, thank you for writing in, Glucose. All right, Vinny, back to you. All right, this week we are ranking our top five Seinfeld episodes. We went from The Office last week, and we're doing Seinfeld this week only because we are um, lazy and we're tired. Justin came. Yeah, we're we're limping into the holiday. The holidays. Uh, the, yeah, the Thanksgiving weekend. Um, but yeah, so we did uh, Seinfeld this week. Uh, both of us are pretty big Seinfeld fans. Yes. Greg's probably the biggest Seinfeld yes, fan. I would agree. Uh, um, he's yeah. I think some of the stuff I'm going to get wrong, I can just picture him getting upset with me. Or if I misquote an episode, he's going to be. He'll probably let us hear um, oh, yeah. our our mistakes. He's gonna let us hear about that. Um, For sure. But um, yeah, this was. This was tough. There's so many good episodes, Justin. Yes, there are. Uh, a lot of good lines. I kind of just went with the first five that popped into my head because if I thought about it too long, I would be yes. – my honorable mention list would be probably two pages long. Oh, yeah. Um, easily. Uh, but, yeah, so this one I just kind of went with the first ones that popped in my head. Okay. I don't know about you and the, the approach that you took. There there were like three or four that popped into my head right away. And it's funny, and I, and I was talking to your sister about this this afternoon, is there's some episodes where there's just certain parts that just stick with you, whether it's quotes or lines or scenes. And then I'm thinking, I'm like, okay, well, what did the rest of the cast do during that episode? And right. I honestly can't remember, but I know just because that one 
arc of the show, whatever character they were focusing on, was so strong. It just carries the whole episode. So, um, agreed. Yeah, yeah for sure. But agreed. No, there was there was four that really came to mind right away, and I literally have like six honorable mentions. I'm looking at which one I want to slot in for number five, uh, and I'm trying to avoid like recency bias here, but. Uh, Okay. I mean, it's on all the time on Comedy Central and on YouTube TV. We just have it set to record like anytime it's on. So I always go back and just watch old episodes. I should just go on Netflix and do that, but I don't. But you should. Yeah. I have Netflix just for that reason. Um, I've been trying so hard to get Erica to let us get rid of Netflix because I don't watch anything on Netflix anymore. I don't know about you, but that's just me. I we we just watched um, as we're de- you know divulging from our our topic here but um yeah i we still watch netflix and i know our son uh he likes to watch a lot of the cartoons that are on there so we keep it for that okay Um, but seinfeld's a a one that we like to have on in the background um now that they don't have the office anymore although my wife isn't the biggest office fan no yeah so um yeah, Seinfeld's it's nice that Number that's one, on there. So we're gonna for sure. keep that for the the convenience fee of uh <laughs> the same reason that why we had it for when the office was on there. It's just yeah. easy to so to have put it. On. Background exactly. Noise. Yeah. Um I'll start since you don't have your number five. Okay. Um, don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303 292 9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. I will start. My number five is uh, the red dot. Um, this is the one where Elaine gives George a job at Pendant Publishing, and so as a thank you, he gets her a cashmere sweater. <laughs> but it is heavily discounted because of the little red dot on it. Mm-hmm. Um, which this one is funny. Uh, Elaine is. It's this is a kind of a holiday episode too, because this is where they have the holiday party, and Jerry puts down his alcoholic beverage and elaine's boyfriend is um an alcoholic and he puts down his drink too and him and jerry get in an argument and then the guy walks away and picks up jerry's alcoholic beverages and then they have the discussion on about he's off the wagon well shouldn't he be on the the wagon wagon. to begin with yeah Yeah. if he's on the wagon isn't he drinking isn't that where the (laughs) alcohol is at and they were trying to figure out that whole term of phrase um and where that kind of originated which is kind of funny um this one i also like too because during jerry's stand-up scenes they have the guy in the audience and he's he's heckling jerry so it it kind of breaks it from the normal tradition of him just being you know doing stand-up and it's kind of you know them just showing stand-up and people laughing they actually had uh, somebody in the episode out there you know heckling him um which is you know it's kind of fun but um yeah that was that was good with the uh the cashmere sweater the red dot and then that's also the episode where george gets fired because he sleeps with the cleaning lady was that on wrong his 
Because I gotta, I gotta plead ignorance if right? that was wrong. <laughs> I love that line. Oh, that is, that is great. Um, yeah, it's just That's that awesome. whole that whole si- scene with uh, George, and then uh, yeah, he he, yeah, the reason she squeals is because he. He gave her the cashmere sweater the and she noticed dot, the red yeah. dot. Yep. And the yeah. only reason Elaine noticed the red dot is because of Kramer. Yeah. And he saw it from like halfway across the <laughs> the uh the apartment at Jerry's place. Yeah, it was right. I love that episode. It, it's a good that's one. A so good it came one. in at number five. So that's that's an excellent one. And I know that's one that uh people that wrote in that, that they brought up several times. So all right, my number five, uh I actually I moved my number four to my number five, and I put one of my honorable mentions in at number four because oh. I a last minute change of heart. All right, my number five though, uh, I am probably one of my biggest favorite characters on this show is Jerry Stiller's Frank Costanza. I love mm-hmm. that character. So number five for me is the episode The Fatigues. Uh, if you're yes. unfamiliar with that episode, I'll read the storyline here on IMDb. Uh, Kramer volunteers to set up the Jewish singles mixer. He has a hard time finding a cook for the event until he learns that Frank was a cook in the Korean War. Frank refuses to cook for the event because he experienced a severe case of shell shock. Meanwhile, Elaine tries to get rid of an unruly employee in Peterman's mailing room, but winds up promoting the guy instead. That is the uh, the guy in the fatigues, actually. Jerry dates a woman with a mentor, but he gets weirded out when he finds out that the mentor is dating hack comic Kenny Banya. Jerry, inspired by this, decides to take Banya under his wing and mentor Banya to the top. George has to give a report on the subject of risk management for the Yankees. So, um... That whole spot, that whole time, that whole scene of Jerry Stiller or, or Frank Costanza sitting down in their house in in on Lo- I'm assuming it's on Long Island. I don't know, or maybe it's Queens. Yeah. I'm not sure, but um, maybe, yeah, may, might be Queens. One or the other, right? Um, and he's sitting there with Kramer, and he's having this flashback. And you know, they tried to put makeup on him so he looks younger, but he doesn't look any younger. Right. Uh, and he's, you know, he's like, "Oh, I found. I, f- I actually, I'll just pull up the quote. I, f- I found. What's what's the exact line here? Uh, let's see." I found let's men men were keeling all over around me I could still hear the retching screaming I sent 16 of my own men to the latrines that night he's like little Jimmy wanted to go home he went home all right with a hole in his colon (laughs) (laughs) and I love the way he prepares that they show him preparing them he just throwing spices on it and then smacks it with the spatula spatula. like yes okay what (laughs) What is that gonna like, do? Like, what is what does that have to do with anything? And then I love, I love. There's a scene with Estelle and Frank, and Estelle's like, "Here's your omelet," and Frank's like, "Oh it's yeah," dry. and she's like, "Well, that's the way I make it." He goes, "Well, it sucks, right?" <laughs> <laughs> and then he cracks the eggs. I'm back, baby. I'm back, baby. Yeah, it's uh, it's great. Um, I just I love that episode so much. And then at the end, obviously someone starts choking he assumes the guy in the fatigues sick. the fatigues yeah starts choking because the, i think yeah. he gets hit doesn't he get hit or tri- i can't remember trip no I can't I, remember it, what happens yeah i think like a lane slaps him in the back or something yeah. like that and he starts choking on the food and um yeah he uh he th- frank thinks he's getting sick on the food and then you know yeah, has his ptsd out. and uh the, they start playing the music from platoon yes um and he starts you know flipping the tables and everything to ruin all the food yeah, yeah that love is that so yeah that's my number five that is that is a great episode that is like pure frank costanza right there in my mind so yep it's there that, you go that's a good uh number is that near number five that was my number five yes okay that was a that was very good number five thank you thank um, you 
My and I totally forgot about that one too, but that well, that is a good one. I didn't realize too when I was looking it up. There was some trivia about it. Did you know apparently that the flashback scene in the Korean War was supposed to be way more graphic, where you could actually see them vomiting onto the camera lens? But oh, uh, really? The executives thought that took it a little too far, so they 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 pulled that part, which that would have been pretty funny. Makes they a done lot that. of sense. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um. No, and that's that's always that's the one with uh, Banya where he goes, "That's Golden Cherry, that's gold. gold Cherry, Gold." Right? And then Love the, the why why does he have like twenty minutes about Ovaltine? He thinks right? anything that's round is funny. <laughs> exactly. Um, yeah, that's a good one. I totally forgot about that one. Mm-hmm. Um, my number four going to number four. My number four is the Chicken Roaster. Oh, this that's a good is the one. episode where Kenny Rogers roasters chicken moves in <laughs> across the street from Jerry's apartment, and then the giant red chicken just illuminates Kramer's apartment, and he can't. Uh, I I guess the blinds don't work. <laughs> Apparently, the <laughs> curtains, blinds, nothing right? works. Nothing works, uh, and he's just got this red glow from his apartment. I think one of the funnier parts of that is when Kramer opens up the door to Jerry's apartment, or you know, to go back to his apartment, and the red glow shines in, and mm-hmm. Kramer has to lean back yes. because of the that has <laughs> been memefied so much in like the last two years too, which is right? great. I don't know if you've seen those, but yes, um, such a good it, and I I love the switching of the apartments. Also switches their demeanor um between jerry and kramer kramer starts acting like uh jerry and jerry starts acting like Like kramer Kramer. and that's the that's the one with the um the hat too where elaine actually gets audited by the oh yeah because she was using the peterman account and uh um george bought a sable hat yes and it's and it it's the only thing he would wear out in the winter because it trapped all his body heat yeah he he didn't need to wear a coat no uh, no. then he left it at a some girl's house that he liked but she didn't like him and it was his thing to leave behind and yeah she lost it and he Mm -hmm. he had to get a new one and it was jerry's friend bob sacamano who got the (laughs) the rat hats um yeah, that whole that yeah, there's just a lot, the lot, all the parts in that episode um, with the different characters and their different stories are really good. Um, Elaine trying to tell the um, the the accountant all the things she bought personally are used for around the office, which is hilarious because she's got a a goose uh, down. Yes. Um, she says comforter that she's wearing as a tunic. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that's it. Yeah, yeah. And using the water pick as a, a plant water uh, mm. to, to water her plants. That's, yeah. Yeah there's, yeah, there's just a lot of good in there. And then, um, was it, oh, the the part with Newman, when Jerry catches Newman, um, the when he's like, Newman, or Newman orders uh, broccoli for Kramer because Kramer's oh, yeah. not supposed to eat the chicken yeah. because he's protesting the chicken. So. Right then yeah kramer's been buying all his food and then kramer gets the the broccoli and jerry goes kramer or he goes newman broccoli you wouldn't eat broccoli broccoli if it was deep fried in chocolate and <laughs> newman goes i love bro- broccoli and then he eats it yeah. and he spits it out mid eating right. it vile weed <laughs> and he asks for honey mustard a shot of honey mustard and the way he takes it is like it was strong honey yeah. mustard too downs it oh yeah i th- that one i man that one could almost be my one of my it, favorite that's the ones thing. like it. you start thinking about what else is in that episode um 
Yeah, uh, glucose pipes, and he says, I've never seen both. I don't think I've seen either ones of your number fives. Those sound hilarious. Those are great. And Vinny, you're right. Yep. The, the Kenny Rogers roasters is great. Now, is that the episode, is that the scene? Is there a scene in there where Jerry wakes up and he sees something crawl across and he's like, Mr. Yes, Marbles? Mr. Marbles. And what, yes. what, was, what was Mr. Marbles? I don't even remember. Mr. Marbles what... was a, I think, a ventriloquist dummy. Okay. And something's yep. just crawling across. Yeah, Mr. right. Marbles? Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting no sleep over there. No sleep. Right. You know, so. That is a great. That is a great episode. That is a good one. I man, I see these. I, we're gonna go through these in ones that I didn't think of. I'm gonna probably be like, oh, I should have added that. But exactly, exactly. Yeah, so. um, what's your number four? All right, my number four. This is one I just recently watched a little while ago, and the more I think about it, it's one I've seen up probably a dozen times. Uh, and that is the pothole. Uh, if you're unfamiliar with the pothole, yep. Jerry accidentally knocks his girlfriend's toothbrush in the toilet, which uh, that would bother me for sure if i had someone if i did that to yes. Erica's or if someone did that to mine because i'm very very like not not like that uh george drops his keys in a pothole that is paved over in a restaurant refuses to deliver food to elaine's address but my favorite storyline in this whole episode is kramer doing the adopt a highway um and it's something i remember as a kid i just thought that was so cool that you could like adopt a highway and they'll, they'll put your name on yep. it. yep um but now you have kramer literally taking it where He's like my one stretch, my my stretch of one mile. You know, it's I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it into a two lane. God, I gotta find yes. that quote now. Um, hold on here, let me see. Wide lanes. Oh, they don't have they don't have anything in there. There's nothing in there. Yes, wide lanes. And then they they have the traffic report. They're like someone's painted over the lane markers. It's a disaster on the, you know. And and then he's yep. cleaning up the garbage and um. Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992, now in Lowry or downtown. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. You know, going back to the, the toilet, I'm sorry, the toothbrush in the toilet, you know, uh, his girlfriend then takes something of his in his apartment and throws that in the toilet. And he's like, it could be anything. This whole apartment is a biohazard. You know, that would that would bother me so much. Uh, and it turns out she puts his toilet brush in the toilet bowl. So, um, yeah, great episode. I'd like I said, I love that scene where he's he's trying to clean up the paint off the the two lanes that he made from four. Yes. And then he spills the um, the, the paint, paint thinner. Paint, paint thinner. Thank you. And then, you know, here comes uh, the mail truck with Newman. And I can't remember. He hits a, a sewing machine that someone threw out of their car. Yes. It, so in that episode, um, Elaine creates a fake apartment to get this really yes. good, like, sea bass or some sort of, yes. like, Delivery. fish. Um, and, yeah, so she's she's then – they make her the um, – uh, not the landlord, the but custodian. the uh, – custodian. Yes, the custodian. Yeah. The super. Yes, the super. Um uh, because that's where she's she's her apartment's the custodial closet. So they make her the super, and yeah, she's going to take trash to the dump. 
the typewriter falls out of her car. I think it's Jerry's car, but um, yeah, yeah, and that's what Newman ends up running over. But there's a yeah, the scene in that um, that I like is what because George has to get the um, the the keychain out of the pothole, so he's got a jackhammer the the pothole and he's dressed like a construction worker lane's dressed like a a, a super and I, I forgot who else i think it might have been kramer but they kind of all pass each other in the in the street and they're all like kind of like just like tip their cap to each other because yes. they're all they're all doing manual labor away from their normal you know white collar jobs it's yeah i think that scene in that uh episode is pretty funny yeah, the one of the opening scenes is Kramer, you know, walks in smoking a cigar and he's like, Jerry, I'm a papa. And, and Jerry's That's response right. is, nothing's throwing me at this point. Bring it on. And he's like, I am now the proud parent of a one mile stretch of the Ar- Arthur Burkhart Expressway. I'm part of the solution now, Jerry. I went down there and I checked it out this morning. Here, take a look. Mile 114. I'm beaming, Jerry. Uh, yeah, it's just it's it's awesome. And I yeah. love, I love. He, then he goes on. This parenting thing isn't about delegating responsibility; it's about being there, <laughs> right? So, uh, great episode. That is my number four. The pothole. Nice. Moving on to my number three is the marine biologist. Oh, great episode! This is one where, um, what was it? Uh, George ends up faking his, um his job to the woman he was dating saying he was a marine biologist because he watched like a documentary on uh mammal or you know dolphins and stuff like that so he you know came up with the 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 profession of marine biologist which ends up backfiring at the end because there's a beached whale and that whole speech and dialogue that he does when he tells that story um that that's another reason why this is number three is that they had to do that in one take because uh, I don't know if I have told you about that. Uh, we talked about that on this uh, show, but they had to do that in one take because they wanted a, an honest uh, reaction from the audience. Yes. And they figured if they did it more than once, the, the, the plot, the, I guess the, the punchline of the story um, would have been ruined. Um, so they had to do it in one. And that was like, they were freaking like, I think, uh, if you watch Jerry's expression, he was talking about that. Like you can see, he's like really excited that George yeah. is like nailing, nailing it. And it. Like, yeah. he's like, get there, get there, get there. like, you're almost there. You're almost there. Like, and, and just I, that whole, that, that's probably one of the best endings yes. of a show for Seinfeld was that part. But, um, and that was the one where Jerry uh, or is it Kramer gives Elaine an electronic organizer yes, that breaks, with Kostikov, and it's yeah. the Russian author throws it out of the car and it hits uh hits lady nice. in the head. <laughs> yep, um, yeah, it was just uh, that was that was a good episode. That um, is, yeah, that's a good one. Um, I I read somewhere it might have been on IMDb they said that that the the uh the applause for that last closing out scene where he gives the whole you yep. know, uh monologue they said that was the longest or second longest it might have been second longest uh audience response only second to when Kramer comes in and slaps down the money in the contest oh, episode yeah. so yeah that is that is a great one you will you will see that pop up on my list somewhere later so i won't say any nice. more about it but uh, okay that's a, that's a great episode there Vinny. great choice 
Thank you. What is your number three? All right. This one, uh, being a baseball fan, I love this one because it literally is the start of analytics in baseball and launch trajectory. Uh, and that is the <laughs> abstinence, Vinny, the abstinence. So if you're unfamiliar with this episode, let me give you the rundown and then I'll give you some of my famous, famous uh, favorite quotes. Abstinence allows George to become a genius, but it turns Elaine into an idiot. Jerry gets bumped from career day at his old junior high school. Kramer turns his apartment into a smoking lounge, and the smoke disfigures his face. (laughs) (laughs) So many. Oh, my God. There's so many good, good quotes. Um, One one interesting piece of trivia, though, that I found on this episode that I thought was fascinating was Phil Morris, who plays um, uh, Phil. Smoking cowboy, right? Is he the same? He no, I don't. No, he's um he's not the smoking cowboy. He's uh, what's his name? Uh, the lawyer. Uh, I can't think of his name now. Jackie Childs. Jackie, yes, he plays. Wow, he was in Bosch too. Uh, he plays Jackie Childs, and he said he was always frustrated with being confused with Philip Morris, the tobacco company. So when he says the line "tobacco companies," I've been wanting a piece of them for years. He was kind of channeling channeling his inner frustration, he said, in an interview. So I oh, thought that was great. pretty funny. Um, all right. So getting back, though, to launch angle and launch trajectory, George learns through his abstinence that he says hitting is not about muscle. It's simple physics. Calculate the velocity V in relation to the trajectory T in which G, the gravity, of course, remains a constant. It's not complicated. And he's talking to Derek Jeter and Bernie Williams. And then they just ask him, who are you? Right. <laughs> he's like... Oh, oh, you're the guy that put us in that Ramada in Milwaukee. And his favorite line, which I still quote to this day, do you want to talk about hotels or do you want to hit some ball? Do you want to win some ball games? And they're like, dude, we won the World Series. And he's like, right. yeah, in six games. And then he hits a home run. So right. um, I just I love love that whole scene. I love the fact that he keeps getting smarter and smarter. But then at the end, when he shows up to do his presentation at the junior high He's totally dumb because I believe at that point his girlfriend who had mono doesn't have mono anymore. And he's like, take me to your leader. He gets all weird and goofy. No, um, or no, 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 that's not it. What's that from? He, he uh, well, he does do that with the test tubes after that's he gets it. dumb again. That's it. But he um, actually his girlfriend doesn't have mono. He still yes. rejects her because he wants to be smart. That's right. But that's then right. He meets a Portuguese <laughs> and he waitress. And then he, he's like, I did the calculation and the odds of me having sex with a Puerto Rican waitress are, well, that just wasn't, you know, never going to happen again. He just couldn't <laughs> even think about what the calculation was. <laughs> so then he did that and became dumb. And yeah, then he had the test tubes and was acting like an alien. It was pretty I, funny. I also love to, you know, uh, Jerry's at the junior high. He gets booked for the junior high and they have a fire drill, I believe. So he gets bumped. Yep. Uh, and Kramer comes in. He's like, that junior high is trying to screw with your head. And he's like, why would a junior high want to screw with my head? And I love his response is, why does Radio Shack ask for your phone number when you just want to buy batteries? I don't know. It's like, right? what does it have to do with anything? So uh, I, I absolutely love that episode. I love the fact that Kramer with the smoking lounge, he I think there's a line somewhere that he's like, you've packed a lifetime of smoking into like one week, you know, with all right? the people. And he's like, oh, I made a side deal. And he ends up being the new cowboy, like on the billboard or whatever in uh, Times yep. Square. Um yeah, love that episode, The Abstinence. That's my number three. That's a great one, yeah. And, um, yeah, I just like the when Jerry's looking at him, he's got, like, the tar on his teeth, and mm-hmm. his face just looks like a – I think Jerry called it, like, a, a, a catcher's mitt. Yeah, and he's he, like, Jerry, look away. I'm hideous. I'm hideous. <laughs> 
Oh, and I think yeah, he's like, I that, got, I got, and then Smokers come up, he's like, I got a little room and unfiltered, so you're gonna have to make your way back there. You know, he's he's got all these yeah. sections for smoking. Yeah, exactly. Um, so. But yeah, that's that's a great episode. Um, okay, uh, moving on. My number two is a two-parter. Ooh. I just lumped it into one. Sure, um, sure. It is the boyfriend parts one and two. That's a good one. Uh, um this yeah this is the one with uh keith hernandez um Mm -hmm. and the famous story of how um what the magic loogie right is exactly right yes they uh kramer uh and newman were supposedly spit on they believe they were spit on by keith hernandez and jerry goes into the whole telling of the story of how because um, they were telling Elaine that you know Keith Hernandez has spit on him because Elaine was actually dating Keith Hernandez at the time and they didn't like him and she wanted to know why. Um, so Jerry ends up telling the story of the magic loogie, which was just a reenactment of the Kennedy assassination, pretty much. Um, and yeah, so that that whole retelling of that story. It also was um, had George trying to get um not uh welfare but um more um unemployment benefit and so he was trying to go for that and he had to create vandalay industries and he was jerry's latex salesman <laughs> and that whole that whole ordeal with the back and forth between them you want to be my latex salesman and um yeah the then when kramer ruins that when she calls and Vandalay Industries? No, 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 no. You're way off. No one's here by Vandalay Industries. <laughs> and was it um? That's when George hears him talking about Vandalay, and he comes running out of the bathroom with his pants around his ankles and trips and falls. And Jerry walks in with George with his you know just underwear on. Vandalay. Like, yeah, he's you want to be my latex Talk salesman? salesman. <laughs> yeah, that was that was good. And that's uh, part two. Go, keeps going on to you know that relationship with Elaine, but yeah. Jerry also is developing a friendship with Keith. So there's like the tension between Elaine and J- Jerry, fighting for Keith's attention. And um, at one point, Keith asks Jerry to to help him move, and Jerry gets all weirded out because you know he just met the guy. He, you help can't help him move and mm-hmm. and it was it was funny i think it was kramer in the episode puts in the the idea that well why are you gonna like he makes it sound like they're you know they're you know going all the way pretty much for a guy relationship if he helps uh keith hernandez move and then at the end of the episode keith you know jerry tells him you know he can't help him move and the friendship's moving too fast and then as he's walking out it was newman and kramer that were there and he's like oh what are you gonna do um after keith hernandez tells him who actually spit on him um (laughs) they're like oh what are you up to now and he goes oh i I gotta move and they're like oh we'll help you and so then they run off with keith hernandez and help help move which is pretty funny but yeah that was i think that that whole keith hernandez doing the um reenactment of that is just iconic i think for the the seinfeld series that's such a good one it's such such a good one um yeah i i I think you nailed it i just the whole you know the the like zapruder film-esque type of video they filmed you know with the like what would it be the 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 sepia tone you know overlay yep. and stuff like that but no that was that is such a good episode and it's so weird like to think that 
you know, uh, they got such a big star. I mean, he wasn't too far removed from his playing days. You know what I mean? It, yeah. It's kind of crazy. So that is that is a great episode. That definitely that made my honorable mentions list for sure. Yep. All right. What is your number two? My number two, you mentioned it earlier, and that is the marine biologist. Uh, nice. I, I think really, uh, you know, I like the, the Testikov with the electronic planner and it, get it getting thrown out the window and he's upset. And, you know, the lady that gets hit wants to find out why it happened and stuff like that. Yep. Um, that's great. But for me, the whole thing is the final speech that literally just nails the entire episode it just yep. that culminating thing is so good um i did pull it up if you want me to read it read parts of it if you feel like laughing sure but, uh all right if you don't remember that whole premise and i know you know we, we talked about it earlier with Vinny, but yeah uh kramer is getting into golf and he's hitting golf balls he's teeing off into the i don't remember does he is he just teeing off into the atlantic or was it the hudson yeah he's River? just driving into the the ocean it's okay. just a drive driving range for and him so you don't really you know that's about it in terms of that st- i mean there's a little bit more to that storyline but then you know george is is dating this girl that jerry knew from college and he says he's a marine biologist and of course george cannot you know tell the truth are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain downtown's Healthcare in denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive non-surgical and drug-free start your journey to a pain-free life call downtown's healthcare at 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown mary redeemed a fifty thousand dollar cash prize playing chumba casino this year i was only playing for fun so winning this was a dream come true chumba casino is america's number one social casino experience it's serious fun with over 80 casino style games to choose from you too could win life-changing amounts of cash be like mary log on to chumbacasino.com and give them a whirl that's chumbacasino.com no purchase necessary void or prohibited by law 18 plus terms and conditions apply see website for details the voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner um so he goes along and you know they're sitting at the the diner at the end and he's like you know the sea was angry that day my friends like an old man (laughs) trying to send back soup in a deli i got about 50 feet out and suddenly the great beast appeared before me i tell you he was 10 stories high if he was a foot and as if sensing my presence he let out a great bellow and i said easy big fella and then i watched him struggling (laughs) i realized something was obstructing his breathing from where i was standing i could see directly into the eye of the great fish and jerry says it's a mammal and he's like whatever right um and then out of nowhere a huge tidal wave lifted me tossed me like a cork okay i don't know where that comes from (laughs) and i found myself right on top of him face to face with the blowhole i could barely see the waves crashing down upon us but I knew something was there, so I reached in my hand, felt around, and I pulled out the obstruction. And he, the way he does it, where he's kind of like holding it, and then he opens his hand, and Kramer's like, "Oh, a Titleist, right?" Um, yeah. And then you know, then he's like, "Oh yes, they did, Jerry." The crowd went wild; they were all over me. I was like Rocky. Diane came up and threw her arms around me and kissed me. We both had tears streaming down our faces. I never saw anyone so beautiful. It was at that moment that I decided to tell her I was not a marine marine biologist. Well, would she say? She told me to go to hell, and I took the bus home. Like, just the, that's, that's yep. the ending. Such, again, I'm not doing it any justice, but you look that up on YouTube or watch that episode on Netflix. It is phenomenal. And like you said, the fact that they got that all pretty much in one take to kind of keep the the uh, excitement for that scene is just phenomenal. That is my yep. number two with a bullet, the marine biologist. Nice. Very good. Yes. On to number ones. Do you want to do number ones or do you want to read? 
uh, uh, we can submissions. We, we can do our number ones to wrap up okay. our since we're on a roll here, I guess. Okay. Uh, I will um, wrap it up with my number one. Um, and I'm curious if this is your number one. All right. It is The Strike. No, that is not my number one. The Strike. Um, this one is the one where Kramer is gets back to going uh, to making bagels. It's a good one. Uh, the Strike is over. Um, this is also <laughs> the famous Festivus episode. Yes. Uh, where, um, you know, they, they reinvigorate Festivus. Um, and Frank, uh, you know, we all find out about Festivus and how it started. It was um, what Frank was at the, um, he was getting George a doll for Christmas. And mm-hmm. as he was fighting, <laughs> fighting a man from the forgetting the last one i think he said like as he was on top of the man beating him with his fist as he came to he realized there's gotta be a better way or it's something along the lines of that he's physically beating somebody pummeling up for, a man yeah yes. he you know he, he has this revelation that he needs to create his own holiday, holiday season yeah. Um, and it, it, and the festivist is, there's no tree cause he finds tinsel distracting. <laughs> um, it's just, you know, it's just a great, um, Jerry Stiller episode, episode. but you know, Kramer ends up working at the bagels, uh, the bagel store. And then he goes on strike again because he's, yep. you know, they don't recognize festivist as a holiday and they're <laughs> infringing upon it's a his walkout. right. Right. Um, <laughs> You know, that whole that whole part of the story is great. Um, it's also with George um, giving donations to the human fund. Oh, I uh, forgot about that. Um, yeah. So which is just a made up thing because Charity, he didn't want to yeah. give gifts because I think somebody gave him a card that said it was a donation. Yes. Was in his, his honor name. to the ballet or something. Yes. He thought it was a piece of, you know, it was an awful gift. And so he was going to, you know, just make up cards and say he was making a donation to the human fund. And then his um, moronic boss, uh, Mr. Kruger, gave him a check to donate to the human fund. Was it for 20 grand? Was that what it was? was, Yeah, something like that. Then uh, George was going to become a philanthropist. He could be a kick-ass philanthropist. (laughs) Um, And, yeah, so that whole thing and then the feats of strength and – yeah, I it's such a great episode. Um, so it, it is my number one because again, you know Frank Costanza is probably one of the funniest characters and, in and the I, show. I feel like is it Kramer who's all on board, and then once they have the festivist dinner, and he's like, at one point he gets up, he's like, "Oh, Frank, this 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 holiday is, you know, he's, he's yeah. like, a little 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 out there for me." And it's like for Kramer to say that it, it cracks me up every time. That is a great again one of my honorable mentions for sure. So exactly. <sighs> exactly. All right, my number one. Um, I don't know if it's necessarily like the best episode out there, but it is definitely my favorite for sure. Um, actually it does have a 9.5 rating on IMDb, which I think is pretty high for them. So, all right. My number five or my number five, my number one is the opposite. Oh, nice. So, uh, if anyone doesn't know that one, George decides to turn his life around by doing the exact opposite of what he would usually do. Elaine's having bad luck. Jerry keeps breaking even that whole concept with the two of them. I love mm-hmm. like where he just takes a $20 bill and doesn't he just chuck it out the window or does Elaine mm-hmm. chuck it out the window? I can't remember. Elaine um, does. Yep. 
he loses a gig, he books another one, and Elaine just can't get can't get back in good graces. And then Kramer has the coffee table book about coffee tables. Uh, yes. Ends up on Regis and Kathy Lee, which I thought was hysterical. <sighs> That's right. I love this guy. And then he ends he's up, bonkers. you bonkers. Know, he's bonkers. Then doesn't he spill the coffee on Kathy Lee or I can't remember. Something happens. <sighs> yes. He, he does that. And I think he like punches Regis. Like he, he, <laughs> he, he hits Regis it's, while um, trying yeah. to like clean, clean off the coffee or something like that. Yeah. But, but again, the, for me, it's another, it's another, you know, Jason Alexander is George Costanza. Like his, and again, I don't know if it's his delivery or the lines, but when he's sitting in the diner and he's so upset and morose and depressed because his, you know, he's he's unemployed, he's living at home, and then it's just this line. I love this. Why did it all turn out like this for me? I had so much promise. I was personable. I was bright. Maybe not academically speaking, but I was perceptive. I always know when someone's <laughs> uncomfortable at a party. It becomes very clear to me sitting out here today that every decision I've ever made in my entire life has been wrong. My life is the opposite of everything I want it to be. Every instinct I have, every moment of my life, be it something to wear or something to eat, it's all been wrong. And then I love when he's like, nah, I'm going to have uh, – where? hold on. Let me find it here. Um you know what? Chicken salad is. Oh, no, I'm going to have chicken salad on rye, untoasted and a cup of tea. <laughs> like he does. He's weird. Right. thing there. And then that was, a good, like, uh, that was a good Georgia. Uh, thank you. There. Thank you. Good uh, you know, it's that New York accent that I'm cultivating. Yes. Um, and then Jerry's like, you know, chicken salad isn't the opposite of tuna because salmon is the opposite. It's salmon swims against the current and tuna swim with it. And wait, George wait, is wait, just wait, like, wait, wait, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. on. What? What is it? What fish is that? Sa- salmon there what you I go say, i say salmon salmon, <laughs> salmon Ru- that was the salmon whole rushdie? Uh, yeah the salmon <laughs> rushdie sail bass jerry bass he just picked a different fish <laughs> salmon sorry uh <laughs> no one's ever corrected me if i have ever said that <laughs> it's a good I'm thing sorry, I, don't I, had, a- I had to put a stop to it <laughs> it's a good thing i don't eat a lot of salmon i actually i've never eaten salmon but I just love where he's like, you know, they, they swim against it. And George is like, good for the tuna. You know, he, right? he's, he's just all that. So, um, yeah. Bald men with no jobs and no money who live with their parents don't approach strange women. But yep. uh, love that episode. That is my number one for sure. Such a good, good episode. Just all three stories just kind of come together and I love it. So that's my number yep. one. That's a good one. That's a good all right. one. Um, did you have any honorable mentions? I didn't write any down. Oh uh, yeah, I the parking garage, the calzone, the Frogger, the boyfriends, the one. library. I love Lieutenant Bookman. I love that. I was so bummed when that guy passed away last year or this year. Yep. The dealership when Kramer, you know, the insider deal, the candy lineup, uh, that, and then yes. obviously the Festivus episode that you mentioned. Um. Yeah, that's that. Those are my honorable mentions for sure. Nice. Oh, that's right. The dealership one's the one where Kramer takes the car out and they use the, all the gas. Right? He wanted to see which. Yeah. How um, far could he go? How, yeah, I like that. You want to see how far you can use your friend's car without actually having to pay for gas. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Oh, I've we've I've I've never we've been I've been to the line, my friend, or something like that. Yeah. Uh, glucose writes and he said, I like the episode where Kramer turns the end of his hallway into a porch and gets a screen door and then the kids start harassing oh, yes. him. That's such a good episode. Uh, is that serenity now? I think that is the serenity That's now, the one which would also be another, another great honorable mention. Yeah. Yes. So. That, that is a really good one. Um, yeah. I just like that where 
Yeah, he's like, where, where, where are you at, Kramer? Uh, is any town, uh, any town, any, any, any time USA? And then he's got like the wind chimes there that <laughs> <Yeah>. he hits. <laughs> and I love too. <laughs> If that's the serenity now, that's where Lloyd Braun is selling computers yes. with George, right? And he's and then I think Frank's at one point's like his computer's not even plugged in or something like his that. His phone's not even his phone's plugged not in. Even plugged that in. was at that's the it. end when they realized that Lloyd Braun wasn't selling any computers <laughs> and George was the only one selling, selling computers, computers, which was just George buying the computers <laughs> to win to win his parents' affection and win the prize. And, right. Right. And then what was it? Then Kramer destroys all of them because he uh he was saying Serenity Now so much, and yeah. he, he went crazy. Serenity um, Now and Sanity Later, you know? Yeah, so. and then um, what was it? Uh, was it Frank was saying Hoochie Mama? That's what, uh, Hoochie. That was, yeah. That's what uh, Kramer told Jerry. That was the code word uh, for for Kramer, or Jerry to turn on the water so he could spray the kids with the oh, hose that were tormenting him. <laughs> that's right. They, they silly stringed him because Jerry never turned on the, or he never was able to get the hose oh, out, the hose, out yeah. working. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Oh, such a good episode. Yes. Frank was great in Serenity. Now I agree with that. So, Oh, should we get to uh honorable mentions and call it? A yeah. Name? You want to go first? Sure. Oh, read All right. Uh, my buddy Greg wrote in, um, not Greg co-host Greg, but uh, he said there's, Plenty of great episodes, but there's only one greatest of all time. It's definitely The Strike, mostly due to Jerry Stiller's fantastic lines. Many Christmases ago, I went to buy a doll for my son, which, yeah, you said when he when he realized he was pummeling another man as he rained blows against him. Um, the airing of grievances. <laughs> he rain blows against him. <laughs> oh. uh, there had to be another way. Uh, I got a lot of problems with you. My son, my son tells me your company stinks to Kruger. And until you pin me, George Festivus is not over. Let's rumble. Stop crying and fight your father. <laughs> so that is Greg's number one for sure. That's great. Um, Sean writes in the one with the Jimmy, the special shoes. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good one. That's the one where Kramer um, wears the shoes that are supposed to help you uh, your jump right was that jumping was? yep yeah. and um it was it jimmy was the one uh that was like dunking and so george bought in on it and he was gonna show it to footlocker and then J- <laughs> jimmy gets hurt um because yeah. kramer hurts him he uh it's a jimmy slipped in the bathroom because kramer had gone to the dentist and he had uh he was it he had like a um, novocaine and was drooling water everywhere all the lock over the locker room floor so that's right i forgot about and that's that. the one where he gets invited to the 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 special ed um banquet or whatever and elaine's like there and kramer's telling her that he's going to be the guest of honor and she's like what are you talking about <laughs> he goes well the guy met me and he's impressed with the things that i do and she goes <laughs> what, right. what do you do you don't do anything and then Jerry's like, put it all together. Wait, he had Novocaine. He's wearing the big <laughs> shoes. They thought he was. <laughs> and then he, yeah, he gets punched. And then uh, was it Mel Torme's there? The Velvet yeah, Fog. And there's they're yeah. singing and everything. That was that's right. That was a really good episode. Um, that's Sh- right. Sean writes in. Um, did Glucose have something in the chat? Oh yes, Glucose said. Uh, hold on, let me pull it up here. He said. The one with George getting a rocking chair for the security guard at his fiance's clothing <laughs> store is pretty great too. That's a great one. That's too. good. Yeah, falls asleep um, and they get robbed. Yeah. Sean writes in when Jerry buys a new car. 
Uh, number three, when they park, uh, when they park in the handicapped oh, spot. Yeah. Uh, number four, Festivus. Number five, when George didn't read Breakfast at Tiffany. Sorry for not looking up the actual titles. Not in any specific order, man. This stuff was difficult one to break down to just five. Yep, yes, I really agree. And yes, it's totally fine. I think everybody knows yeah. what you're talking about when you say those episodes. For uh, sure. The handicapped spot one was they were getting a TV. um for the that's some part it was like a welcome gift they were getting somebody or was that for the was that for uh oh what was the guy's name uh and they're like oh i don't even like him anymore i don't even like him anymore i can't can't remember um yeah not the greek the no i i no no because that's the one. one where they end up getting the Drake. Was that for the Drake? The Drake, yes. I think they got the Drake and his. The and then they Mrs. break Drake. up. Yeah, don't they, they broke up? up and then they got the TV back and then they were get, donating it to. <laughs> That's right. Um, I think it was J- Kramer's girlfriend because he bought her the the. She was the one in the wheelchair that fell backwards um, because her she ran out of battery and then they bought her a broken, a broken wheelchair yes. and then that went that. down the hill and the brakes were out on it. So, yes. um, yeah, that, that was a good one. Uh, Scoreboard Addicts Podcast writes in the boyfriend episode with Keith Hernandez and the Magic Loogie for sure. Yep. Good choice there. Dorm Dispute Podcast writes in way too hard to pick. Frogger, face painter, and understudy are instant classics, though. Yes, those. I think the understudy that's the the, the fatigues one. Yes. Or no, is, wait. Oh, the it? under. Yeah, that's right. The, that's nope, the, the softball episode. Is with Bette, yeah. Bette, yeah, the Bet Midler. Yeah, that's right. And then doesn't Kramer end up making like a Bet Midler out of like uh, pasta? And she's like, oh, yeah, oh, I can't. Okay. Uh, was it uh, macaroni Midler? <laughs> that was it. Uh, yeah, because she was doing the Fusili the, Jerry. Yes, she was doing the the play version of um, from Milan to Minsk. What was that? Uh, Rochelle, Rochelle, Rochelle. Rochelle. Yep, and yes. he abducts her and yes. takes her to his apartment. Yes, so good. Uh, Fourteen twenty sports podcast said the Serenity Now episode, which we talked yep. about. Uh, Hector writes in on Twitter and says the Susie because of George's voicemail. That's the believe it or not, not George isn't at home. home, so leave a message after the was, He was he was screening his calls for somebody, why. right? Yes, and I love and then, that. That's the episode where uh, they they kill off Susie, right? Is that the one where they kill her off? And then because then they're at the funeral and George or Jerry's talking to. The other coworker of Elaine that, oh, that didn't was like funny. didn't like Susie, and he's like, you know, I had a thing with Susie. I had a thing with her too, and he points to Elaine, and she's like, yeah. oh. <laughs> yeah, the way the way he says that is pretty funny. Yeah, the the, the timing is great. Um, Ultimate Fantasy Hockey Podcast said Festivus episode as well. Nice. Eric writes in King of the Castle, Master of uh, My Domain. Yes. That's the that's the jacket episode where they're. Um, they're going to uh, meet with Elaine's uh, father, yes, who's like a very grumpy ca- man. Yes, and, and George has lining. that stuck in his head, and, mm-hmm. um, and and that's what that the line in that when he's got that um, uh, that 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 song stuck in his head, mm-hmm. and Jerry's like, yeah, that you know that happened to Schumann, and George acts like he knows. He goes, Schumann. <laughs> 
He, he goes, <laughs> no, oh, Schumann. Yeah, oh, I know exactly who you're talking about, Jerry. Like, you know, how George plays it off when yes. he doesn't understand what somebody's talking about but doesn't want to appear to be, like, an idiot. Mm-hmm. Um, he acts like he, he knew who he was talking about. But that was, sure. yeah, that's a good episode. That episode does make me angry, though, because it's like he should have just, like, it was only a couple blocks. I would have just worn it inside out and pulled the old man just to shut his mouth. Like, yeah, I'm going to wear like, like, I'll walk, I'll walk, uh, I'll walk some feet back. So I'm not yeah. next to you guys. If you're really that upset about it, Yeah, but I wouldn't have ruined that jacket. Cause no. they never did say how much it cost, no. but it was a lot of money for sure. Um, uh, Vinny Pretzel Vince, your dad writes in, he said his number five, the boyfriend number four, the fire. That's a great one too. I completely forgot that about that one. It's funny. Whenever John Favreau's that... in that one. Yes, that's right. He's the clown, right? Clown. Yep. You know, I th- want to say Eric and I were watching that one, and your sister said, "Oh, that would be you knocking everyone." Not not you, as in you, me. She yeah. said well, that would be me knocking everyone down. I, I kind of took offense to that. I'm like, I wouldn't do that. I could see that. I would get Maddie out and then bowl over Erica, and we'd be fine. Um, <laughs> well, that Eric would have Maddie and Mac and bowl yeah. you over. Bowl me over, yeah. <laughs> right. Uh, he also says number three, the Merv Griffin show. Oh, that's such a good that's one. That's a good too. one too. Uh, number two, the parking garage. Great episode. And number one, the soup Nazi episode. First time we've had a mention of the soup. Oh Nazi yeah. Episode. Totally. For, yo, that's another one that slipped my mind. Uh, that's, Going that's down. another really, really yeah, good one. That is a good one. Um, uh, was it the Merv Griffin show? Is it? Does he have Jack Hanna on? Yeah, uh, not Jack Hanna. He has Jack somebody. Um, it's not. Oh God, I can't remember. I'll have to look that up. It what? It's not Jack Hanna. It's somebody else that does. Okay. Um, but I just I like that whole thing where they're like Kramer's like, oh, we're gonna have so and so on. They're like, oh, wow. How oh, wow. do you know that? Yeah. He goes, oh, I practically raised his kids. <laughs> Shoot, I'm trying to <laughs> he owes see. me a favor. <laughs> uh, trivia. Let's see quotes. Who who was that? Now I'm trying to figure out who that was. I love. Yeah, I love when he's like, "Turn." No, Jim Fowler. That's who it is. Okay. He's like, "Where are the cameras?" Right. Get that squirrel out of here, you idiot. Yeah. Uh, okay. Uh, your dad also mentioned his honorable mentions: the chaperone. That's a great episode too. Yep. The limo, the library, yep. and the chicken roaster with Kevin, uh, Kevin, Kenny Roasters, Kenny Rogers Roaster. Oh, boy, it's getting right. late. Uh, go ahead. You can take the next one, Vinny. Jaybird writes in. He goes, Frasier is so much better. Uh, I've never watched <laughs> I'm just going to say that Jaybird is a guy that is really pulling for Andor. So I'm just going to uh, throw that out there as in his critiquing and his ability to um rate shows as being good um he's a big fan of andor so we'll just leave it at that that. you know the one thing i gotta say and i've never really watched chairs just in passing scene scenes here and there and i've never really watched frazier besides a couple scenes here in passing but kelsey Grammer's character in chairs seems so different than his character in frazier and they're the same character I don't yeah. know. It, it's I never understood like there's a disconnect there. I don't I don't get it. I agree. Yeah. I I don't Yeah, I don't know how and when the connection. I would need to see like the first episode yeah. of the, his last episode in Cheers and his first episode in Frasier and see how they, they really that. compare. Obviously, I'm sure there's some evolution in the character yeah. there. But yeah, he was in Cheers he was kind of a dorky, wimpy kind of guy. Yeah. 
Um, and in, but, in uh, Frasier, it always seemed like him and his brother were just so like highfalutin, high society, you know, exactly better than thou kind of thing. But wouldn't be at a bar, at a bar and everything, slumming yeah. up. Um, yeah. But um, yep. Uh, I guess you're you're next. Yes, Erica uh, says Chinese restaurant, the movie, and we were talking about that one. That's the one I believe where they are all trying to meet at the movie theater, and I think they go to different yes. theaters, different different you know areas. Uh, and then lastly, the parking garage, she said, was her fav- one of her favorites as well. Nice. Uh, the movie, I think that's the first time we see Rochelle Rochelle. I yes, think that's where they I all end right. up at. Um, that's, a, that's a good one. Journey from Milan to Minsk. Milan to Minsk. Yep. Yes, very good. Um, Scott writes in, Seinfeld is better than The Office. <laughs> that's um, that's it. That's all he had to say today. He, that, they were, that, they is were, that your... That... That's my dad. Yeah, he was. Okay, they're they're in to watch Maddie. They were in to watch Maddie today while we were at work, and he's like, "What what's your topic this week?" I said, "We're talking Seinfeld," and I go, "I go, you don't know any Seinfeld episodes." He's like, "I've seen a few, I've seen a few." Oh man, we got another bot in the chat. How does this keep happening? <laughs> Damn it. Um. Anyway, he's like, "I've seen some. I've seen some few. They're pretty good." And he goes, "I don't know any specific ones off the top of my head, but I can tell you that it's better than that show, The Office." And I'm like, "Oh God, all right." Let, that that's all he had for me so I, I have to ask what did your dad do for work so he worked for comed uh he was um he started there when he was in high school and i mean he worked there his whole life but he he mostly did like uh he drove the semis for comed he did um uh, he worked in the shop or, you know, was in charge of their shop. Okay. One of the things. So he, yeah, more manual so it, labor. It makes sense that he wouldn't yeah. like the office because he's never worked in that setting. In that before. setting, no, no. I mean, he would probably like the episodes where they, like, show the, the off, warehouse. like, the warehouse yeah. workers making fun of Michael Scott. Because yes. I'm sure he's probably. He hates he, Michael Scott's character. He probably had some run ins with guys that were like that. I'm yeah. sure oh. of it. And, yeah. yes. Because um, I know. Gretchen's parents, they, you know, her dad's, uh, yeah, owns his has a shop, own, yeah, yeah own, own auto mechanic shop. And, you know, she goes, they don't find that show funny, funny because they all. don't get it. Right. And it, and it makes sense. Yeah. You, if you don't work in an office, you've never worked in an office setting in your life, yeah. you wouldn't find the, I guess, the appeal yeah. or the humor in a lot of what has right. happened. Right. So, yeah, that's, that's literally all he had to say. It was just that Seinfeld is better. So, I um, I don't know. I I guess that's it, Vinny. We've made it to another show. We're Oof. done. I'm exhausted. Man. I'm ready for bed. Um, I am too. All right. You got any other final takeaways that you need to share with the folks? I don't. No, not not today. No. All right. Well, on that note, uh, write in. Let us know what your favorite Seinfeld episode was. If you have one, you can like, share, and subscribe on YouTube.com slash Baseball, whatever. You can find us on Twitter at Baseball and Woods. If it's still standing, I haven't been on Twitter since we started the show. Instagram at Baseball whatever. We're going to have to start pushing that more. Email us at BaseballWhatever at gmail.com. You can listen to us on all podcast apps. If you're on Apple or Spotify, give us a five-star review. We would greatly appreciate it. And lastly, leave us a voicemail or text in at one nine. 913-808-3278. That number again is 1-913-808-PARTS. And that's it. We'll be back next week. Hopefully there'll be some actual MLB free agency to really talk about. That would be great. We would definitely appreciate that. We won't be back that. next week. Oh, wait. We won't be back next week because that's Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Have a great Thanksgiving. Glucose writes in. He said, I worked in a warehouse and I loved making fun of the office people. So, yes, I think he gets it. 
Um, like Vinny said, have a great Thanksgiving. Eat lots of yep. food. Find some good Black Friday deals if you're into that sort of thing. We will be back in two weeks with more tomfoolery and fun on baseball and whatever. See you guys later. See ya. Uh-oh. Justin can't, Justin can't find the button to switch the transitions. All right. Bye, everybody. Don't let being treated for pain be a pain. Come to Downtown's Healthcare, 950 17th Street in Denver. Find out how to reduce pain naturally without surgery, without drugs. Call Downtown's Healthcare, 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.